my brother had been fucking with me, and like we were watching WWE or something. So I picked up the chair and I run at him. <laughs> so I make this big ass scene in this public place. And like that is now. Where did you find a fold out? Oh, it was just like it was a fold out. He has like one of those old eye doctor appointment chairs. Like <laughs> I was ready. I was like, "You bigger than me, but I got this fucking chair now." <laughs> Welcome, welcome back to the Common Thought. This is your host, Yada, socially conscious, music-loving, sports fanatic, gamer. You can follow me on all social media at Yada underscore Swishington. To my right, we have Danny, Danny, Danny. Bum, bum, bum. I'm a Danny machine. Just Danny. To his right, we have Michael Jackson AKA MJ is what they call me on and off the court. Vegas raised, Seattle native, jack of all traits is what I like to consider myself. And to his right, we have uh, Benny Boy, leader of the Boy Brigade. I guess we're going to go with the Michael Jackson theme song thing that we, this theme that we have going on. Let's so I'm going to go with uh, Peter Pan because he had uh, Neverland Ranch. So I'm going to say that I'm a person that changes, chases his own shadows. Because I'm always a dreamer and I'm a kid at heart. All right. Hold on. I want to change mine. No, no. too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the second episode we got with Benny Boy. Oh, sorry. With Astro Boy. Benny Boy and Boy Bishop all on the same table. I still yeah. don't have a name, man. I start, I'm just going to call me Yada Boy, man. Nah, nah. Hey, you can do that right now, man. That's a great way to start. Hmm. What do you, I what do you need mean? a name. Huh. Please tweet. Common thought. Hashtag common thought. And Yada, figure out a name for Yada. A name with boy in or around it. Oof. That's kind of, that kind of sounds weird. But yeah. Is. Let's see. What are you into? We'll, we'll let the people decide. Should we? I think so. We've all kind of picked our names too, though. Like, I feel like you should have a little bit of liberty to pick your own name as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I thought about it for a while. I couldn't even think of one. For real? Yeah. Mm. Can't. That's really hard. You know, uh, Donald Glover stole the one that we gave Chubb? Paperboy. Mm. Yeah, All so. about his paperboy. Yeah. Fuck that one up for paper us. Paperboy. <laughs> paperboy. Do you have any retired uh, boy names? I don't think like anyone has disbanded. Is that what you mean? We got, yeah. so we got Astro Boy, Boy Bishop, Benny Boy, Poster Boy, Paperboy, Game Boy. Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Shouts out to Chris. You like to, you like to cook? Yeah, <laughs> While we're on it, you want to explain what the Boy Brigade is? Uh, the Boy Brigade is a group of aspiring individuals that love to chase their dreams, uh, no matter what gets in their way. Uh, usually the more unconventional ways is what we like to focus more on. Um, but whatever gets the job done, you know, we, we respect all hustles, we respect all forms of getting it and um yeah as, as long as you as long as you happy doing whatever it is that you're doing man that's all that matters if you don't if you ain't happy get happy get happy that's exactly what i was about to say yeah if you ain't happy get happy hashtag get happy oh uh, i had like a i had a, like a line but it, i would have you know stole it from mcdonald's or something but never mind go ahead oh what i think it is yeah me is just uh, a group of my closest friends that I grew up with. 
I'll be honest with you, they didn't tell me much about it when I joined. They were like, hey, it's the board brigade. I said, hey, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, to me, it's kind of just like more of, yeah, your way of life. Like, you got to live curious to explore new avenues to help keep yourself happy. I mean... Very true. I would also like to change. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the hardest part is like figuring out what you want to do and how you want to stay happy your life. I think that's the main thing is staying happy your life. And that's going to take you through a lot of different like journeys, a lot of different adventures. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's kind of like, like at what point, because obviously you conceptualize the idea of it, but at what point were you like, this is going to be my thing. Like, where where were you at when you were like, oh, I'm going to create the Boy Brigade? It was initially an idea for, a, like, just a group of rappers. That was kind of the thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to find a bunch of people that kind of rap the same way I do. And I just couldn't find a group. <laughs> I couldn't find a, couldn't find a single person. So I was like, all right, well, I kind of want that the same ideology of of. Like, this is basically the same morals that the Boy Brigade still, like, kind of stands for. But I was trying to find people that had that mentality. And I kind of already did the natural selection just choosing friends. Like, I don't really choose a lot of friends that, you know, are out there going to, like, nightclubs and doing all this other extracurricular kind of stuff or whatever that I'm, like, I just can't really relate to. If If we chill at a person's house and everybody respects each other and everybody has that, you know... Um, I guess more so like loyalty more than anything. That's kind of where I started integrating the individuals and like, oh, you know, do you want to join this up? Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to be a part of that? And started like linking everybody up. And then once we started getting into it, that's when I started explaining. So that kind of explains it, it, the reason why. Yeah, it almost forced you to come up with an explanation, huh? Because you were like, oh, well, yeah, none of my close friends right now rap worth a damn right (laughs) right and it's like it's not my i'm not gonna force you guys to rap obviously so i was like whatever you guys want to do you know let's let's morph that into what the boy brigade would stand for and stuff and oh i'm sorry i didn't mean no disrespect yada could definitely rap too i do rap on my spare time definitely a personal thing i love it right yeah and that just goes down to just doing what you love you know finding things that you're happy with and that's why i'm a part of the boy brigade yeah without, without a doubt even without a name yeah Right, <laughs> but I am. Status, status is just pending. That's all it is. <laughs> That's not what makes you a part of it, man. That's just no, yeah, no. But it, I mean, just that ideology is just. I think it's very important to have in your life. It's finding what you love and always finding a way to do it, because there's things that can diminish your your personality or take away your happiness, and keeping that is is very true. Yeah, and obviously the essence of kids having that mentality without any Mm -hmm. like there's no influence outside influence they just naturally have that that gift of just pure ignorance of any type of what's crazy is kids are now getting forced out of that they're getting forced into oh you're crazy or you're oh he's not prepared or oh he has adhd or hey let's pop him with these pills because you know he's not a normal kid when really they're taking away from what that kid. Yeah, I feel be, like you know? it's more open it's now, bad. though. I feel like it's, it's because 
Dude, I've heard so many people are homeschooled nowadays. Like, if I heard somebody was homeschooled growing up, I was like, how does that even work? Like, what do you guys do? Like, you guys just stay home and just watch TV and <laughs> just finish packets? Like, they just sleep in. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they do. They sleep in, do packets. Yeah, and then they just cover get a material. diploma. Like, you get a diploma, like, within three years. Like, I don't well, understand how the... Well, school, first of all, they spread out everything. When really, we could all... It's almost like you can go to work and do your work in, like, five hours instead of eight. Yeah, just give me but the you're working a full eight, you know? <laughs> it's the truth. Dude, I'm like, no joke. First two hours of work is actually work. And then I'm just like, all right, when do I go home? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't get know. everything what... done in like two hours. And yeah, then obviously the one-off shit that comes up. It's America's way of like, that's what they do. Like literally, they, they make it harder. Like school shouldn't be that long if you're really covering that material. You can no, go through, all, you know? Yeah. So, like, homeschool is actually, if they do it right, is better because you're covering a lot of material. If you have someone personally coming in and right. tutoring and stuff like that. I think they but, use school a lot, too, to, like, teach kids how to act in social settings. I mean, I think a lot of it is, as much of it is about what you're learning in the classroom, a lot of it is also what you're learning outside of the classroom. Right. How to interact with people and shit like that. So, yeah, Like, I knew true. people that were held back because they... Obviously, from our kindergarten, it doesn't matter. But like, I know people who have been held back from like those really early grades in elementary school because they didn't interact with other kids the way they wanted them to. Which is kind of st- that whole concept is kind of stupid to me. Like, how you gonna have how you gonna expect two kids or a group of kids to act the same toward each other? Like, I don't think that reflects in any way on their intelligence. Yeah. Socializing, hmm. the socialized aspect. You can have like an introvert guy that's like a fucking genius or something. But. Well, that's where you're gonna have, right. and that comes out the bullying we we're talking about, episode two. Yeah, you know, the bullying aspect, social aspects, and how to interact with that. You deal with all social aspects at school. It it does help, but they also it makes things worse, schooling wise, education wise. That's why private school. I still to this day, so I had an argument, um, like early this year, early. Early 2017, what is better, private school or public school? Let's take away all the money and everything like that. What is better for the child, private school or public school? You're talking about in general or in general. Nevada? Okay, let's say this. Okay. Yeah, just in general. Nevada, let's take all, at, all the other outside factors. There's These are the factors. Is a kid that is going to a private school and a kid that's going to a public school which one is going to benefit more? I'd say private school. I'd say private school, mainly because I didn't go to private school, so I don't know. But I assume that the teacher-to-kid ratio is a lot smaller than public schools. And when you get that one-on-one individual attention, that's worlds more help. Yeah. That's why not, that's why do you say private? Same, same reason? Same, same what reason. about you? Yeah, I would probably say, obviously, like, from, like, a higher education standpoint, there's probably a lot more kids who went to private school who are graduating from, like, colleges or university, whatever you want to say. And I just think that in and of, in itself kind of explains why it would probably be more beneficial. And obviously, if you're going to private school, your family's probably got a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you have the money. <laughs> See, you guys are making this kind of hard because there's no one here that wants to defend public school. You know, well, because none of us know anything about private school. I think, honestly, like, I just feel like they get so if you're getting money. So the thing about public school that I believe in 
is that it's a lot lax, I guess. It's more relaxed. Like, they don't care too much because it's getting funded by government, I guess you could say. Private school, they get a certain amount of money that they have to learn these things. These kids have to learn these things when they go to school. You get a ton of kids that... There's a big gap. Let me say this. There's a big gap in public school of kids who are actually learning and kids who aren't. In private school, that gap is very little. Right. Everyone's learning. Even if they're a bad kid, the, their worst kid at private school is probably knows 10 times, I'm going to say 10 times, five times more than the kid in public school. Be, even, he, even, even though he's the bad kid at that private school. Yeah, I know some kids that we went to school with who definitely should not have graduated. And sometimes I think about it, I'm like, damn, like, in the same boat as that guy. Like, we both did enough to get out of here. I yeah. tried a little bit harder to get the same shit that he did. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I think it's just, I mean, I guess I'm biased saying this because the only schooling I experienced was out here in Clark County. But it's like the whole concept of what they try and push through is is a little just outdated. It's it's It doesn't, like, what they were building back then were, like, assembly line workers. That's all, that's all school systems are really built for. Straight so, up. Yeah, so it when you have, like, right from the beginning, like, you have, like, kindergartners that have full days and half days, and it's not, like, two separate classes. Like, it's within the same class. Like, it would be like, oh, well, I have to pick him up at, like, 12. So then he gets half of the education of colors and, you know, numbers and all that stuff or whatever. So then they both get, they both graduate, go to first grade. This kid doesn't know anything about numbers, colors, and, and he has to pick up all of that stuff in first grade. So they're already like trying to catch up once it gets to that point if they're constantly playing catch up the teacher's not focusing on them they're just focusing on speaking to a broad class but in private school i feel like right then and there they can start nipping it in in the butt of whatever the problem is in public school they just kind of they they d's are passing grades you know child left behind all that kind of stuff they just keep pushing them all the way through and then once they get to you know high school and they're like oh here's proficiencies here's this here's that you got to pass this and it's like I don't know any of this stuff. And they're embarrassed to saying it because they're not going to get roasted while they get to school. Like, yeah, I got a third grade reading level. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to bring that up in <laughs> so front of anybody. You thought so. it was bad. We knew your dumbass could read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, like, it might sound weird when I say this, but they used to do it better back in the day. Yeah. They used to allow, like, like people with wood shops, skill works, like, would actually be able to get jobs that were like a lot better you know they had they actually taught skill traits but now it's just a general thing and people aren't really learning those traits anymore you know that are skill oriented right and you're just learning a shit education like it's just a horrible bland of topics and then some get to school some go to college some don't and it's yeah. just getting it's just I mean, getting worse. Everyday stuff. Like, do you guys know how to sew buttons on? If you guys if a button no. rips off? Hell no. That's what that I shit. have a grandma nope. for. That's <laughs> what blows me away. How do grandmas they all know how to do it? It's because right. they were taught that when they were growing Women up. Women were taught that and then the male would Do you guys know how to like actually do mechanic work? Uh, I mean I can change my own oil. From school? Not stuff. from your your parents? No, from my pops. My pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean from school, like, you know, auto shop. I wish right. I actually really, you know, learned that stuff. But that hey, shouldn't I, be... I switched out of auto shop to being weight training with you guys. Exactly. <laughs> and what the fuck did you do in weight training? We didn't do shit. Exactly. And that so shouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure those are getting cut in a lot of places. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like those type are, of classes. You guys are all skinny in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weight training. Bro, I was fucking around on the leg. Okay, press hold on. Day. I know a lot about weights <laughs> now, <laughs> though. Yeah, not high school. That I didn't learn from high from yeah. weight training. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, funny though. I remember I was gonna say I was fucking around on the leg press one day. Mm-hmm. I was just being dumbass, like. Instead of actually like doing the leg press, I was like throwing it up and trying to catch it on my thumb. <laughs> Luckily, oh, that, you saying that hurts my knees right bro, now. Bro, <laughs> I fucked my knees all the way up. It hit me like right below my knee bone. Luckily, these guys were like on the sides of it and they like pushed it off of me. Oh my god, dog, that shit hurt so fucking bad. And I already have like a grip and knee problem, so that shit just sucked. If I was, was the teacher, I would have been. Was like, that pre or post? Post. Oh, good yeah. lord. That was the year. That was like a year or two after my, I tore my ACL. How much confidence can you have in yourself if you've already torn <laughs> you, your ACL and you're dude, just throwing weights? No, I wasn't. I wasn't even like trying to weight train though. I was just being a dumbass. Like, that's what I mean. We just fucked around in that <laughs> class. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Easy class. Do you guys have any classes like looking back that like, you were like, man, I'm glad I was in that class? Like, anything that you got out of. That, I was glad that I was in that class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that you, you still carry with you right now, like that you learned from a class in high school. AP Anthropology. What'd you learn? Who was your teacher? I think what the teacher's name was. But I was just so into like Homo erectus. I don't know if you guys yeah, understand yeah, that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just into like the early state, like the early findings of human beings. So like different races of human beings. Um, There's, we're just a second generation of a different like species, and I was so into the species of Neanderthals and like the first found like the the most dated, oldest like bone and stuff like that. I was right. into that stuff, and it just like caught so, me. So, but more so for like the subject matter, like you didn't really have a teacher that like actually gave you something to like take with you for the rest of your life. That's more so what I meant. Like subjects, yeah. Like I had stuff that I was interested in, but did anyone like kind of take you aside and was like, "Hey, man, you're a good kid." some life lessons for you also Also, don't forget to turn in your homework (laughs) nah i ain't getting none of that (laughs) i never got none of that either yeah Yeah, i mean i only had one was it a coach no he's he's a volleyball coach but he didn't coach us because i didn't play volleyball mr kelly (laughs) what was it mr kelly it was mr kelly okay (laughs) only because though he when he caught us cheating on the homework he's just like oh he gave us like such a serious stern talk but he's like he did it so respectfully, like, and so he just made me feel like I, like I fucked up, and which I did, but he made me realize it, and realize that like he was like he was actually expecting something more from me, mm. and that was the first time I'd ever felt that from a teacher, like all the teachers kind of just like there's just too many kids, you know, they just give you the assignment and like there's no individual like appreciation for for you as a person. And so they never really give you that. And then, like the one time he actually called us out on cheating, and he's like, "Damn, he he notices that we're actually here. Like we're actually students of his. We're not just like right kids in a seat." That's dope. But I didn't realize it until it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up because I brought that up for that exact same story because I was the one cheating. With <laughs> yeah, that shit sucked, bro. And I think I had that class before you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that. I like you you saying that topic right now makes me go back and think and I just I was always for some reason I was like I was a lot quieter especially in classes and teachers automatically always labeled me like a bad kid 
just because I didn't talk. So they, you know, when you don't say a word, just take away the classroom aspect. If you take away, just any teacher's gonna make a judgment off a kid that's not talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you don't really say much, they're gonna kind of assume. People assume, and assumptions are probably the worst. Right. But for some reason, in school, I was always kind of labeled the bad kid automatically. So I kind of played into that role already, because I'm a young kid, and no, no one's really like influencing you or like guiding you in certain ways. For some reason, in a lot of classes, I was always automatically labeled a bad kid. Mm-hmm. And I never understood why, you know. And it wasn't like I was, hey, put my waving my hands in the air like, hey, I'm a bad kid. Mm-hmm. It was just some for some reason I was always labeled the bad. Well, kid. If you said you're quiet, then it's I mean, class participation is that's that's what they're grading on you and stuff. But you could like, have other kids that are quiet. I th- more think it was like maybe the way I'm dressed, and maybe the way I'm like, the way I look, that they automatically judge that. Because you can have a kid in like great attire that's quiet. They'd be like, oh, he's the genius kid. Or he's, you know, saying he's the nerdy kid. He's just quite, you know? I, I guess, I mean, if you're getting, like, I don't know what grades was. I'm not defending any teachers that I don't even know who the mm-hmm. hell they were. But it just, if, uh, if I had a kid that's off to the side, I'm like, who knows the answer? And a bunch of kids raise their hand, and one kid is off to the side not raising their hand, I assume that person doesn't know the answer. I don't assume that this kid's like, I just don't want to stick my hand up. I know the answer. I just don't want to be a part of this over here. You can assume they don't know the answer. You can assume that they're a bad kid, though. Like they're up to something. Like they're the. Well, bad that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they think that you're a bad. I don't think they think a personal level. Like, oh, he's a bad kid. You know what I mean? I think it's just they were like, oh, if he doesn't want to participate, I'm gonna befriend. Like they, everybody has that that teacher's pet where they're just like, hey, what's up, Mister? And they start. Oh my god, those those were the worst kids. I'd rather I I hate that person. I don't even know who that person is. I'm making that person up, and I'm sure I know who that fucking person was. <laughs> I had like eight classes with that bitch. Yeah. I can give you, I can give you like an example. I still remember to this day. It was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they after the recess, we all lined up at the door, mm-hmm. and I was the third person in line. There was this girl that was second person in line, and this dude was in first. The girl that was in second person in line tried to cut in front of the dude. You know, mm-hmm. it's kindergarten cutting, whatever. Yeah, cut these. Okay. Yeah, hell no, he no, grabbed her. Was like no, you know I'm I'm first in line, whatever. Grabbing her, and she's like running, moving forward, like no, I'm first in line, trying to you know with the force. He let go, he let go, and she banged her head on the door. Mm-hmm. And as he steps back, like I can, I remember this vividly. He steps back. He kind of ends up being like behind me, so he's like third in line. Right. I get blamed for holding her and pushing like her head getting hit. My mom came to the school. She was like. She asked me if I did it. I was like, I wasn't involved. Like, I didn't do it. But somehow I got blamed for it and got in trouble for it. Oh, and you didn't explain what happened? They didn't take my word for it. I oh, was you did? Of, you tried to explain it? I tried, it. but they didn't take my word for it. The girl what kept saying girl? it was me. Oh, well then, you can't get mad at the kid for ducking my He's just not trying to get in but trouble. But like, those, those, I'm just giving examples of instances, because I can give you instances all the times in school that like certain things like that would happen. Another thing in like seventh, no, it was seventh, sixth grade. I barely went to school, right? Mm-hmm. I was quiet. I didn't go to school. I ditched a lot. I was quiet. I wasn't a bad kid like that. This kid behind me was like, you know, throwing paper balls. You know, you people rolled up balls and throw it. Mm-hmm. And one of them hit one of the teachers. The kid that was, I forget who was to my left or right, but I got blamed for throwing it. The kid behind me was the one that threw it and it hit the, the substitute teacher. Hmm. And the teacher was asking, like, who who did it? And one of the kids was like, it was Yada. 
Okay, so if the kids are but, sabotaging you, you can't really blame the teachers for thinking that you're a bad kid. If did you snitch or did you just take it? I took it. I got suspended. Then you're a good guy, man. <laughs> That's what <laughs> But really apparently counts. I'm the bad guy. Fuck you know that what I'm saying? Bastard. I'm the bad the right guy. Thing. But that kid assumed I was the bad kid. She assumed I was the bad kid. You know what I'm saying? Teacher is at fault. The teacher is in control. Regardless of what you say, the kid, this, that. He say, she say, my word against that kid's word. If you're in a position where there's a bunch of kids saying this, it came from that direction that the, they're saying that the kid's from. And you're saying that if the kid's like, oh, it wasn't me, you're going to just believe the kid. That's what you're saying. The teacher automatically thought I was okay. Yeah, if the kid, he looks if like the girl hit if the her kid, head on the table, listen or the to this. door and said it was you. I, like I don't understand how. If else the that teacher she's to see it didn't else. think I was a bad kid, they would be like, eh, "Is this really the true story?" They would stop it. If you know what I'm saying, if the teacher wouldn't be like, "Okay, yeah, it was," is what I'm saying. The teacher's in control. Because I've been a teacher, and there's I've been tons of instances. Teacher. If that was the case, if I was in that situation and the kid. So, uh, what I don't understand is why is the girl not saying that the other kid is the one that slammed him? I don't know. Why thing? is the boy saying it was me? Because he don't want to get in trouble. No, He's a kid. No, He's not the kid behind me said that. The kid next to me said that because he thought it was me. Because oh, it looked like it was me. You know I thought you were talking about the girl. The, who was the kid that sat behind you that you felt like so much loyalty not to rat on him? I don't know. Unless it was like one of you guys. I'm <laughs> snitching. I, I think that fuck. goes back to, back then my mind state. I was Suspension, just like, I'm not snitching. my mom would have whooped my ass. You know what I'm saying? right. That goes back to me just playing into into the role, you know. It's just it's dumb, but it just goes back to me just playing into the role that has been given to me. that cards are dealt and I'm playing into the. Well, role. I mean, I guess if you're ditching anyway, what's <laughs> now you have an excuse not to go to school? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say, you know I say your your name is Bad Boy. <laughs> bad Boy's for life. Bad Boy for life. Sticking up for Diddy, all that stuff, man. I think. No, I'm just saying that. I don't even know where that conversation just like went, but like I'm just saying that's what, for some reason, going back and looking at it, I always like the bad kid. Like why? Uh-huh. I think it's just the assumptions. People put assumptions. I feel like they do too. I'm gonna go back to Mr. Kelly one more time. Shout out to Mr. Kelly. But I don't know. I felt like similarly, like I was pretty quiet in classes, and I never felt like. I never got put in a situation where like I was at fault for something that I didn't do. So I just felt like I was like a pretty good kid. And I was like, all right, they probably think I'm an okay kid. And uh, senior, no, junior year, like I told Mr. Kelly, I was going to New York to look at like colleges. And he just automatically thought like, oh damn, you're going to, you, you got into NYU? I was like, I mean, I don't know what I said at that moment to if I made him think that, but like, nah, I just cheated on you in your class. I, I do not have the grades to get into NYU. But like the the initial assumption that he thought that I was getting in there makes it seem like he probably thought I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that talk that he had with me. Like he made it seem like he made me feel like I'm not that bad kid. And like he expects more from me. So if teachers really like did interact with their students more like that, mm-hmm. yeah, hmm. play a big part. It'd so, be huge. So I guess kind of reading into more what you're saying is if he's kind of dividing the class of like, okay, if you're a good kid, that means that there has to be the other side of that spectrum. And he has to see other kids that are in that classroom. That's like, oh well, if he's good. Then I have to say that this kid over here is bad. And he probably expects certain kids in the class. I'm not saying that 
he expects anyone bad, but he expects somebody better, like has more potential or whatever. It's like I wouldn't expect that from you. It's like, it's like if you if you don't expect that from me, you expect that from somebody, and that otherwise you wouldn't have brought it up. Mm-hmm. So maybe that kind of points to the same thing that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Mr. Kelly. Shout out to Mr. Kelly. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him too. He's a good guy. Yeah, I learned uh, Tupac's biography from him. That was our, our assignment because we were listening to music in the class, and he was. It took like, you to bi- high school, huh? It took you to high school to know the biography of Tupac. What's his real name? Tupac Shakur. Yeah. His like full name. Yeah. His first name. His first name is Tupac. No. What is it? Lazane Paris Crooks. See what I'm talking about? His birth certificate says Tupac. Parish Crooks. Says Tupac. Because he changed his name to Tupac Amaru Shakur. When did he change it? When he was in Baltimore? You should have took the class. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When did he change it? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. No, clarify. When did he change his name? I'm not about to go into that because now you're going to try and get me. When his dad dad moved? What I'm saying is is you didn't know know his biography. I didn't know that. that At all? You didn't know anything about his biography? No, I didn't. I mean, I knew, but it's just... All of the little intricacies and all that stuff, whatever, it was like, oh, his first name was MC New York. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's like, why? Oh, because he respected New York. I was like, huh, that's contradicting of what he later did, screaming out West Side on every <laughs> record. And it was like, he had a respect for it. And I was like, that's cool. But just learning all of that kind of stuff was like, he, this, if, if I could just, I don't know, I don't want to put him down. Because if you describe Mr. Kelly, you wouldn't say that, oh, I'm going to learn a class about Tupac from this guy. Like, it's just very... I would not say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling We got into some weird shit, me and that guy, and deep conversations with him. He came up... knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was surprised. And I think it's the... I mean, English, it, it carries over through, like, a lot of stuff. And, but he, he was looking at him as, like, a... Like, through literature. Like, that's what he was, like, kind of... It's like, it could come from anyone. Honestly, man, and I don't want to give him all the credit for this, because I already had a love of comic books before that, but... I mean, he was my literature teacher, too. That's the class that I took with him. And I never had, um, like, a steady foundation for, like, reading literature until after I took his class. I I could give a fuck about, well, back then I could give a fuck about, you know, anything I had to read. Like, it just didn't hold my attention until, like, I think he made me appreciate, like, no, someone wrote this. Like, right. It's not just like words on a page that appear. Like someone took the time to think of these characters and make this an intricate story for you to enjoy. And I think that's what got me hooked into stuff. Like it makes me appreciate it more for like the art form as opposed to like just reading words on a page. You know what I mean? Right. Right. There's a lot of effort that goes into that. And someone who's tried to do it, fuck. Like, yeah. Of Mice and Men was boring as fuck to read. Yeah. I actually love that. Is that weird that I that was one of the stories I was like man like it was, was hard really it good. was hard for me to get through but they wrapped it in at the end that's what I mean like I had to bear it to get to like a good part at the end like that emotional moment what I'm just thinking just how you were saying how boring Star Wars is and stuff but you you just, love of mice and man yeah like that's it's your just shit, though. that's your jam <laughs> the dude the bully not the bully but the I forget what his name was the big guy that ended up killing Slenny spoiler alert. Yeah, oh, who hasn't, bro? If you haven't read Mice it, and Men. Is it Lenny or is it George? I Lenny, Lenny. I think it was Lenny. Or is it George? I think it's George. Regardless, him, that scene, I'm saying scene like a movie, but when you read it, it feels like a scene. <laughs> because when he kills that, uh, the boy or the girl, 
kill somebody in that. Nice cover up. You're making it like very vague for the person that's listening. Like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen now. It's so much more details into the book. But if if you're listening to this, I guarantee you've heard the story, my son. Well, again, that's that's just a story that like every fucking kid has to read in high school. Yeah, like I loved it. I didn't. I didn't like. I'm not gonna go back and read this shit again. But after I got through it, I was like, I felt accomplished, and I was like, you know what? I'm glad he made me read that. It may not be my my favorite story in the world, but I can appreciate that someone took the time to write that. Right. Like Lord, uh, Lord, Lord of, Flies. of the Flies. Yeah. yeah. Like stuff like that. Uh, that if they made a movie out of that, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> they need to make a remake of the book. <laughs> <laughs> of the book. <laughs> yeah, Lenny's the one who died. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Good but, stuff, man. Sorry, guys. Sorry for all the high school students that were like gripping that book <laughs> in their bed as they listen to this podcast. We could be the well, uh, quick notes. Spark notes. Yeah. Spark notes. We could be the spark comment yeah. spark notes. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Hashtag. They, they knew he died before that assignment was even finished. <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep your thing. That's cool. You know, uh, Coach Dub said to me said something to me one time too. I think he was also my health teacher, which again was like a like a fuck off class, like whatever. But. I remember I was in that class with somebody else, and they were like, why you always give him such a... It was someone else on the team, too. It might have been Tommy. I don't remember. They were like, why you always give him such an easy time? He was like, because he just comes here and he does his work, and he doesn't say shit. And I was like, I, was like, well, I don't remember it as that guy, but I mean, thanks for not giving me any shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was really what I did. I just went in there, like, I did the, the stupid assignments, and I, like, fell asleep for the rest of the class, like... I feel like that's that can describe a lot of my high school experience. I was just like getting through it. That's why people like Mr. Kelly stand out to me. Mm. Don't put him in a category of a good teacher because that I is shit. Yeah, I'm saying the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that yeah, like, like teachers, there. It's funny because some a lot of teachers are just pay, getting a paycheck, even a, and it's a shit paycheck. Like none of them are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's tough because you don't get paid a lot. So not in private schools. Yeah, in private schools, they're getting paid pretty decent. Yeah, so that's why I feel like they yeah. don't. It eliminates that because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys had that. Um, I've gone through like middle schools and stuff where like the teachers were like striking like outside of the school, and then they would come back in like the class after they just got done striking. Like we're not getting paid enough. We don't want to do this anymore. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And then come in like open your book. It's like you don't care about us. What the <laughs> hell? Like you care about your check? I was like, I understand you want some more money, but. You on channel thirteen? I just seen you this morning. Like I don't want to. This is weird. Like just give us an A. It's like what's like what are you gonna get fired? You're gonna get fired anyways. You're trying to get fired. It's just make it easier on us. So it's just that's what I'm saying. I think I'm biased because talking about school systems, all I've seen is the worst of the worst. I don't know if we're fifty still, but I think Nevada's. No, it's like forty eight or something last time I checked. Yeah, we're on our way up, I guess. <laughs> or down. Yes. Or down, man. Like what? <laughs> but, you know. My parents are my best teachers, man. Straight up. Life is, is a pretty good teacher, too. You guys have taught me some stuff. Experience. Yeah. Got to see four siblings go through a bunch of different shit. So... Don't even got to learn firsthand sometimes. There you go. <laughs> that is very true. The benefit of watching other people fuck up. <laughs> see how this turns out. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to do this. Do okay. <laughs> uh, that's I'm the youngest, too. So, I mean, hey, you guys lucked out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Had some, some opportunistic moments to be like, oh, okay. So we don't talk back to mom. 
<laughs> I get smacked as, as your sibling <laughs> ice packs on their forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Run up to them with the shit still on their face, like, "What did you learn?" <laughs> like you're taking notes. Mom's a bitch. But dad, but dad, you talk shit too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give him all the shit. Throw that belt come out. Oh my gosh, shit. Maybe not. <laughs> right. Yeah. What was the worst thing you guys were beat with? Oh man, my dad's hands feel like fucking me. <laughs> I'm not even Thor's doing... hammer. Straight up, man. <laughs> like I remember one time I came in from outside and I was acting, you know, like a little dickhead, I'm sure. Like he told me to come in before the lights came on on the streets or whatever and I was pissed. We were hooping or whatever and in the cold besides and I came in and I was grabbing a drink of water and as I grabbed the cup out of uh the cabinet, I slammed the shit out of the cabinet. My dad is like, "Oh, you think you're tough? You think you're tough?" And our kitchen connected to our dining room and our living room, but it was like forked. So I tried to run around the dining room to get my ass upstairs before he could catch me. He cut around the living room. Oh, wow. <laughs> caught me at the stairs. I swear to God, when I'm not even exaggerating, I must have been like 11. He lifted me upside down. And was just beating the shit out of me. I don't even know how he caught a leg to lift me upside down. I was like, safe, 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 upside down. <laughs> a old man's strength, man. That's the worst ass whooping I've ever gotten. And then after was the most awkward thing. He just put me down and walked back downstairs. And I was like, all right, I don't know if I should get my drink or if I should just take my ass to my room. I sat there, I cried for a little bit. And I manned up and I avoided him. <laughs> and I'm upstairs. No eye contact for the rest of the week. It was so awkward, bro. And usually after they they gave me a good lick and they would come into my room and be like, hey, you fucked up. You fucked yeah, up, buddy. You deserve that shit. That time, I feel like he was eyeing me in the prison yard or something. Every time I saw him after that that day, he was like, that's right. <laughs> like, try me. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Do you ever get whoopings? Big time. That's another perspective too. Is I don't think it's not really socially accepted anymore, which is weird because I thought that was like just pretty much like a common. I mean, granted, I don't want like it's it's weird because I would hear like school teachers and stuff. They were like, "Oh yeah, nuns. Yeah, they used to like hit you with like rulers and spank you with like principal office and all that stuff." And I'm like. I would flip the hell out if a principal was just like, "Yeah, bend over." For what? Like, dude, how do you, like I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that. Up. Yeah, like I couldn't, I couldn't even. You ain't bring me into this world. You can't do that. <laughs> like, my mom will beat your ass, boy. Rule of thumb: It's not child abuse unless you leave a mark. No, because if there's bruises, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, no, like that was uh, a thing while I was working. Oh, oh, it, yeah. Rule Back of thumb: the, Law, yeah, yeah. like, is not. Child abuse, unless you leave. Yeah, I was talking mark. more so nowadays. Yeah, because they'll just lift up their shirt and then it's like, oh well, you're getting the call, and all of a yeah. sudden you gotta don't leave a mark if you're hitting your kids. Yeah, you guys plan on hitting your kids? I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna hit my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not gonna take out my day on them, but it's yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> That's horrible. What's wrong with you? I'm not going to beat my child when the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to the, the Panthers. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just saying it's just, I don't want it to be taken out of context where it's like later on, just like, oh, he beats the hell out of his kids. Just like, no. I mean, if they do something wrong, yeah. it's, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not opposed to it, but I think it's it's obviously situational. Like uh, you don't just like smack your kid around for like stealing. Okay, no, beat their ass. <laughs> and steal. Yeah. I don't see that's that the is thing. what I was gonna say. <laughs> I think the only time I'm like I wouldn't even I probably wouldn't beat my kid if he's stealing. What? That's but if he was stealing and he had a certain attitude about it after I'm talking, like if he doesn't recognize that it's wrong, or if he doesn't feel remorse for what he's doing, or if he has a certain attitude about certain things, yeah. it's time to beat his ass. Bro, but, if you don't beat but, his ass though, he's never gonna feel remorse for it. The, but what if? No, it depends. It that's a really like that's gray area. What a, what age range are we talking here? Because if they're stealing stuff without like you knowing at first, like. If like he's eight school? years old and he stole chips and candy from a store and got caught. Eight eight to me seems young enough to where uh, a whooping might might still be effective. Yeah. <laughs> because at, at a certain age, like if you do it when they're older, it's it's gonna leave the the wrong impression on them mentally. Good point. I was I was going off the assumption that they're still young. But that is a good point. You know, yeah. I can beat your 16-year-old kid for stealing something and be like, all right, yeah. now I hate you, dad. If your 16-year-old kid had like a certain... Um, to me, if my 16-year-old kid had a certain mentality, m- m- mental, like, if his emotions were, oh, fuck you, dad, or like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, he came at me in a different way. He approached me a, a wrong way. He's getting an ass whooping. Just because he know, like he should know never so to speak to that. It has like nothing that. to do with his stealing. Then you just want some respect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're gonna call me out of my name. Get over here. Exactly <laughs> though. I thought you but, were the other side of the spectrum, and you completely agreed with us. <laughs> I yeah, I do. About, I give a fuck about but, the, the thief. But I'm saying, if he like, st- <laughs> if he stole something, it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like my friends were doing it, and it was a dumb decision. I'm gonna have to talk with him, like, hey, yeah, I, you know, you realize that, you know, but it's the way he's talking, you know, the way he talks about it. If he's on his high horse, I'm knocking him down from it and telling him, you know, a little bit of reality of it, you know. Right. But if he understands what he did, and he was like, damn, I fucked up. Yeah. Then I'm not gonna be anyhow. I was whooping. Yeah, I mean, if they've already realized that what they did was wrong and they feel bad enough about it, it's not like beating their ass is gonna make them feel any worse. Yeah. So. Some parents might be like, fuck that, you get an ass whooping. Do something bad, you get out there. The thieving shit, like, strums a certain chord for me, because I, I, if there's one thing I hate in this world, it's a fucking thief. Like, I cannot stand that shit. And I've been stolen from, like, I grew up in a gang of little cousins, like, an army of little cousins always stealing my shit. Yeah. Sometimes unintentional, like, they're just messing around with my stuff, they forget they have it, I get it. But other times, obviously, like, deliberate. And the closest I've ever come to whooping someone's ass in my family was when my little cousin stole a watch from me. I was like, really? Like, we're family. Like, why in the fuck would you ever steal something from me? Like, if you would have asked me for it, I probably would have even given it to you. I don't even wear this shit anymore. But the fact that you took it from me mm. makes me care now. Did you give him that lesson, though? I couldn't, dog. Like, I, it, it took a lot for me not to hit him. Because he was already old enough. He was already grown enough. Mm. Like, I was like 20. He was like, what, 15, 16? That's not a huge age rat, rat, like gap for me to give you an ass whooping. Like, yeah, they they understand the concept. They, yeah. they they it's especially from family. To me, that's like the lowest thing you can do. Stealing from your family, right? You if you're stealing fuck. from family, you're gonna steal from anybody. Yeah, like, so you don't give a fuck. Like you just got no loyalty. Right. So I mean, so that that it's it's pretty personal for me. I I hate these. Oh man, I can't stand them. Yeah, I just, I mean, obviously, I don't have 
kids to do that kind of stuff, whatever. But the only thing I can think of is that awkward transition after you've already whooped your kid's ass is how do you segue into like, you want ice cream or do you want like, I don't know how, I don't know how that ever happens. You leave them on the stairs crying. (laughs) Take it from my own experience. (laughs) It works. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know how that would, cause even the next day comes down for breakfast. It's like, I'm not ready for this yet. Hold on. Let's just start this another day. And it's just, I don't know when that day would be just be like, all right. Hey, those naps after those crying sessions after you got your ass beat were the best. Man. (laughs) Hyperventilating on the... (laughs) You'd be knocked out like, damn, wake up in sweat. Like, oh my God. You just just pass out. (laughs) Eddie Murphy. God, please kill Kill her. (laughs) (laughs) For real though, like, I used to have... Oh man. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was just, it was, I remember <laughs> my ass whooping, I'd have to say, was, uh, uh, it was like a family trip and we were going from here to Knott's Berry Farm and then back and we were doing it in a day's trip. That's awkward. You can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the way back, we stopped at like this little mini mall thing or whatever. And I guess I lost the pack and we were with like a bunch of other like, single moms and their kids and all that stuff or whatever. And immediately when I lost the pack and I didn't know where they were, I went into the store that they were in before the one that they were in previously. And I don't know why I'm going backwards if we've already been in those stores because that's definitely not where they're going to be at. <laughs> it's like the last place they would be. <laughs> so I started realizing that. I started having a panic attack and I was just like, my mom's going to beat the shit out of me. Like, that's all that kept the Oh my God, not my even life. like I lost my parents. Like, <laughs> when they find me, I'm dead. <laughs> Like, dude, it's just chances to run away now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that it was just like, I, I don't know. I was just panicking. I was sitting there on the stairs in probably like 10, 15 minutes. I was just sitting there, like, just like, not like, I mean, I was in shock. And then all of a sudden, I felt a sh- like a hand on my shoulder and I seen security. And I looked up, and that's like, that's when he was like, Is everything okay? And I was just like, I, d- I don't know what to do. Like, and I didn't even explain to him what was going on, but he immediately was like, it's okay. I we're we're gonna find her. And like immediately, he knew that it was like I'm looking for my mom, and I need I need I need <laughs> your help. I'm looking for my mom. Face on. <laughs> yeah, like you must deal with this because you're in the middle of nowhere. So you probably have this happen to you a bunch of times. <laughs> like, so then she came up, and I was just like already in like defense mode. Like, don't hit me in the face, please. Like, it's like there's other people in the car. Wait till we get home. Let me brace myself. Get mentally psyched. And. uh she didn't wait. Like it was, <laughs> it was like right on site. It like snatched me out of the security guy's hand. Was like, and the security. I was just like, "You're fucking security. Help You're me!" Right, like, she's my mom yet. <laughs> and she was just like giving it to me, and it was the worst because it was nothing but a bunch of girls that were inside, like a bunch of kids and stuff that were in there, and I'm sitting there going. And I'm like, I, I got to stop breathing like that. Like, stop. And it wouldn't stop. So it was just like, she kept like giving me that, you know, like that Michael Jackson thriller, you know, like, <laughs> like that look. And I was like, it off. <laughs> I can't stop. And I was just like, oh, no. I was just like, I, I need to pass out. And I don't know. I just, I closed my eyes and I was just like, just don't hit me with my eyes closed. And that's what I imagined. I was just like, she's not going to do it. So then I just, and slowly fell asleep. That's all. That's all I remember. <laughs> But yeah, that was uh, pretty sad, but true. But she had rings. That was that was the weapon I was gonna say when she was hitting me. She had the gold. Uh, she didn't bother to take them off and all that stuff or whatever. But granted, she didn't really hit me any soft spots like faces or anything like 
like that, but it was more like I was deflecting. I had my forearm up, just hit me like grazing my neck, that kind of stuff. Just I was like taking damage, but I over exaggerate, so I was like making it seem like I was like, "Oh, you're really whooping my ass," you know, like is that a new move? Oh shit, you must be satisfied now. Like, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I saw my brother and sister get beat with a telephone wire. Oh, like it was like blood. I've seen blood. Like I was like, my god. Luckily, I my dad wasn't around when I got older and to where I could make a mistake, but I remember seeing that shit. Like, it was pretty bad. Telephone wire. Telephone wire at the end of it, where, like, you can't even, like, like eat the net cord, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Bad at that. Like, and the the copper... Like, you ever unwind a copper hanger? Mm-hmm. Those two. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I've, I've seen some... Like, I've seen them get in trouble, and he pulled out a gun, like, to scare them type shit. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad shit. Some kids get different levels of some, yeah. Damn. Ain't no coming back from that when Pops pulls no. a gun on you. <laughs> to your face, like, yeah. You're not, you're not coming back from that, man. So there's, there's, some, there's some levels where people, like, some fucked up yeah, shit. I think you win on the. On the <laughs> I think you stopped uh, even from a secondhand yeah. experience. Yeah, it was all secondhand. I'll tell you that much. Like I was lucky I didn't like experience that like hand on. But yeah, I would show you scars right now or something. But nah, there's some fucked up shit, man. Yeah. So that's why it's important when it comes down to like child abuse and all that stuff, like whippings and stuff. Yeah, everybody right. knocks it down a little bit. Like if you if you're seeing guns, you're just like, all right, well if you dis- disrespect me, I'll beat his ass. But that's a level less than. It fuck up a kid. kid. Yeah. It fucks up a kid's psychology. Like they're yeah. psych, they're yeah. psychic. It's just yeah. You ever get your ass whooping, Jay? Yeah. The funny thing is, the one I remember the most was just like the one after the like. So I got an ass whooping with the belt, and then the one I remember the most vividly was like I had acted up at the eye doctor's. <laughs> My brother had been fucking with me, and like we were watching WWE or something. So I picked up the chair and I run at him. <laughs> so I make this big ass scene in this public place, and that is it. Where did you find a fold out? I was just like, it was a fold out. Yeah, it was like one of those old eye doctor oh, appointment chairs. Ass like, today. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was like, you bigger than me, but I got this fucking chair now. I know how it's done. You think he gonna? Flop like <laughs> flop like he a wrestling and shit. Like it's not gonna end your room. Start pinning, pinning them after that. <laughs> but just like the the moment we got home, my mom was just like, wait till your dad get home. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I was just that's oh, the that's man. the moment that I remember the most vividly was the anticipation of my dad getting home oh, of man. the belt. Cause I was just like, oh no, this is <laughs> This is it. <laughs> Your dad should have came and just gave you the people's up. <laughs> oh, you want to act up? Stone Cold's glass your bitch When you wait, when you waiting for an ass whooping, you just start cleaning shit around the house. <laughs> you start pacing back and forth. Maybe if I do this, this is gonna happen. Maybe if I fix this, this is gonna happen. Get get a less ass whooping. Like right before his dad gets home, like, oh dad, does this go here? Is this where you want? <laughs> I took out the trash. Uh, I just did the dishes. You're trying to sand. The clothes are folded. You trying to sand down that ass whooping? Yeah. That's what you're doing. And you're 
you just like, I'm just trying to get as much of it off as I can. Yo, Wade Bill's ass was the worst. What was the aftermath though after he whooped your ass? Yeah, like, I don't even remember. That's the part I remember the most vividly is the anticipation. I stayed in the bathroom for like 30 minutes. I was like, I can't go out there. See, I've drank a lot of alcohol in my life, but I've never blacked out like I blacked out waiting for an ass whooping. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just... Damn. That was funny, man. Uh, I mean, wait. now. At the time, obviously. Heart beating. Shit crazy. But we just do a whole show talking about ass whooping. Bro, do you guys want to hear a crazy ass story? Speaking of parents, wilding out. I remember one time... <laughs> My dad was fucking crazy. I didn't think about it, man. It's just all he did. Dude, because he just took it to the next level. He was like, oh, is this where you're planning on taking this? Let me take it 10 steps above that. <laughs> so me and Chris started getting into it or whatever. I forget what we're arguing about. Irrelevant. We start shouting back and forth. It gets a little physical. And then we're about to go somewhere. We're, we're literally on our way out the house and we're still going at it. And I like yell something to her like, I hate you, bitch, or something like that. Like something crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in middle school at this point. So, obviously, I think I'm fucking tough or whatever, and I, I yell some shit like that in front of my parents. So, after I said that, I start walking outside, like, thinking, oh, shit, what did I do? Like, let me just go outside and wait in the car. My dad, like, dragging my sister behind him damn near with a knife in his hand. He was like, oh, you hate her? You hate her? You hate her? Fucking kill her. Kill her right now. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> he took that, like, like, when I'm telling you, like, he was... In that moment, I was like, what the fuck, dude? My dad lost it. But now looking back and I was like, that was a calculated move. Yeah. <laughs> like he knew exactly what he was planning on mine. He was like, never say that shit again. He was like, your sisters are basically all you got in this world after me That's and your mom lesson. are gone. Yeah, like that good shit lesson. freaked me out. I started crying instantly. <laughs> started hugging my sister. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't going to do it. I swear. <laughs> That shit was one of the most wild things. Mom came out freaking out. She was like, the neighbors are going to call the cops on us. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to prison. <laughs> it escalated so quickly, bro, just for me saying that. But I don't I mean, know how calculated that is from your sister's perspective. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, what the fuck? Like, she's just a pawn. <laughs> yeah. Just making Sacrificial that he knows lamb. what he's talking about. Man, pawns are important. <laughs> Pawns are very important. A pawn can win a chess game, man. I'm just imagine that from your sister's perspective, dog. Like, just she's getting dragged out. Bro, my sister was never intimidated by me. I'm sure she knew I wasn't gonna do it. But but your dad, dad is saying that the mom comes out, doesn't even stick up for her. It's like fucking bring it back inside the house. The neighbors are gonna see. Yeah, basically, like good lesson, wrong place. That shit was wild, bro. I'm telling you, if I ask anyone in my family about that night, we all remember what we were doing. <laughs> Do you guys still talk about the shit on the stairs? <laughs> Not for a long time. <laughs> oh my god, man. Yeah, that shit comes up like once a year for me. <laughs> Whenever I see it on Facebook, it's a whole new story. I, I find somebody to tell that to. <laughs> for the oh, people man. listening, maybe we'll use that for another story time. That shit was wild. That was one of the dopest parties I've ever been to. Ah, man. It's been going on socially, man. Anything, any points you guys want to talk about socially? Anything that's been bugging you? Social aspects of 2017. 
Um, everybody's got a view on net neutrality. I think. I don't know if anybody. I think millennials all agree with <laughs> with them not being able to do it. Just mad about those situations. I think it's just it's their it's business. Like they everybody's been doing it. I don't understand why it's like a big deal. Because they people have to pay more, and then it's like, oh, that's bullshit. It's like the thing I'm more mad about is them like saying, oh, the companies have to be more transparent now. They not about to be transparent. They're gonna continue to lie. They're not about to be transparent. Yeah, I think every I don't know. For I guess like uh, feeling what net neutrality is is it's basically instead of it being like a, a normal internet platform. Um, they're basically going to uh, relinquish any, not relinquish, they're going to, I guess, um, categorize different parts of the internet and they're basically going to charge like monthly for different things that, uh, like whether it's um, like social platforms, if it's like, say if it's like, oh, I want to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, that's going to be like, Four ninety five a month or something like that, and then it's going to be different things. But they're trying to stretch it in. Like this is the first step of them completely um, controlling what's being told to us and what's being like limited and all that kind of stuff or whatever. It just what it does. It just takes away. There was a law that pretty much to put it simple. There was a law that to say that they can't price certain things. Everyone has to be on the same level. But now people can price by how much they give you. Cox can charge you, say you have Cox, Cox can charge you a certain amount for certain services and say they have a sponsorship with YouTube. Your YouTube is going to be super fast here, but all the other services aren't going to be kind of sense of a thing because they have a partnership with them. Also, that they can charge you more for other services because they can do that now. That's a small, like they just took away that law where... Everyone, if you're going to give somebody internet, all services need to be the same speed. You can't charge more for any of those speeds, you know? But now they can charge you for different speeds of different things. It's just pretty much saying they can charge in different categories. Right. It's pretty messed up. That is, but that, that's just like an if statement, right? Yeah. That's like, it can or it cannot. Because net neutrality didn't like, it's, it's pretty new, right? And it came in like during the Obama era. 2010, yeah. 2011. So, I mean, that's still like five years. Internet changes a lot. Technology changes real fast. But yeah. before that, like they weren't doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think they would lose yeah, people. the biggest part that people are upset about is that like no one wanted it. But these motherfuckers are like, all right, well, we're going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, what, what is the public voice if you can't get anyone to even like push back a date on a vote? Like they just said, nah, fuck it. Right, we're gonna go like we see it. your comments, but they're not uh, they're not they're not detailed enough for us, so we're just gonna overlook them. That yeah. goes back to the Trump administration. All the people with uh, within the administration, they don't care about what the people are saying at all. They don't. There's not one thing they care about what the people are saying. They want to get done what they want to get done, and they're going to do it. They don't listen to the majority of people. You can say that about a lot of administrations, though. I feel like at some point or another. People always feel like that about whoever's in the White House. Yeah, I could say that. True. Because the other part, but you could say that because other parties are disagreeing. But this is a part, this is a group of people that where Republicans and Democrats are also agreeing on things and they still aren't listening. 
I'm nervous on who's gonna run against Trump when he has to be reelected because at this Kanye dummy, we already know. Yeah, but we already know who our next president is. <laughs> like Justin Bieber's manager is gonna run. Uh, is he really? The Rock is considering. Like they're just like there's so many different people. I think Dwayne got my vote. Yeah, Dwayne got my vote. Yeah, for sure. Dwayne got my thing, vote too. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I know Dwayne like he was like oh I'm flattered, but he's nowhere near thinking about doing something like that. But he. He didn't say it's a possibility that but it's not going to happen. Is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's gotten to a point where Donald Trump. Well, Will is... Smith said he would go too. Yeah, he would win. Like it does. <laughs> like I don't think you realize who's on the other side of the spectrum. If Donald Trump has already proven like that nobody businessman really can him, do it, then anybody. Can yeah, do it. that's you guys why everybody... don't think that they're being a little silly about that shit though. Like, do you actually think anybody wants that responsibility? That's what Trump said though. Like people say, oh no, Trump's not going to do nothing. Dude, if anybody said one of the things that Trump said during his whole little campaign run, it would have neutralized their campaign. Do you guys think, again, don't have a dog in this fight, do you guys think that other presidents don't say shit like that? We are in the age of like information sharing. Like It's so easy to find out what someone said this day or that day or whatever. Like All presidents have said fucked up, racist, homophobic, all kinds of shit that we've never heard about not on the podium Dude's making fun of retarded people telling mexicans go back muslims go back okay granted there's a lot of stuff that yeah he, that's, he, that's just i think that's just, just three categories <laughs> that is that just it, like, it's been pretty bad this whole year i think the the, the number one the number one thing that stood out to me is that you actually had an alt-right leader in your administration that's the thing that was like that's completely Which different. I've never even heard of alt-right until this year. I know, dude. It's a new thing. It's a new concept. Like, yeah. you... It's be, all this... Okay, sorry. KKK. Right. Because they changed the name from KKK to alt-right. They had to. It, KKK is not going to go like... You have to change their name. But that's what I'm saying. It's just, Black it's, Panthers have to kind of change their name because yeah. they got a bad stigma. It's the same thing. Nothing different. But I'm just saying, they rebranded alt-right is pretty much the KKK. There's no... And there's facts to prove that they are. You know? So you have somebody that's part of alt-right in your administration. And the leader of it in your administration. That's the one thing that was just like, that's just too far. Well, I mean, if he gets support from them, I mean, it's, he can't control that. It's not like he's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to say a bunch of pro-black stuff just to get rid oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to get support no matter. He doesn't care. He's like, this is votes that I'm getting. It was the fact that I was like, he really doesn't, he really doesn't talk about, he really agrees with hate speech. He really agree, agrees with hate because they're a hate group. So he really agrees with hate is what I was just like that aspect. I was just like, okay, that that that's it for me. I mean, it works. Obviously, I mean, he got yeah. into the he, he got to where yeah. he needed to get. I mean, ever since like when we were growing up, I just never understood the whole idea of like, okay, we're gonna dedicate this commercial and just bashing the other person. I'm not even gonna talk about what I'm good at. I'm gonna make black and white monochrome pictures of. Senator, and they talk in that voice, and they're just like, yeah, he, he. All of a sudden, they just go through this like, this, this, I don't know, this breadcrumb trail of a bunch of different topics, and then at the very end, there's like, Senator Kelly supports, you know, yeah. uh, sweatshop factories. And it's like, <laughs> and it's all like it's allegations. Like, <laughs> nothing been proved. Like, you like little boys? Well, so does this fucking pervert. <laughs> Vote for him yeah. if you're a piece of shit. And then it's like, Paid oh. for by blah, blah, blah. And then He doesn't tip at person. restaurants either. Like, okay, like, what the fuck does that guy like, Yeah, you learn that in political science and stuff. It's strategies, man. Exactly. So if you take that same concept 
and just personify it into a person like Donald Trump. <laughs> it works. It's yeah, like, his, that's strategy, exactly... his strategy was amazing. That He's like, you guys hate these people? Stuff. So do I. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going to do a bunch of stuff. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to know what stuff I'm going to do? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Start punching black people in the crowd. I was just like, let's get him out of here. It was just, it, it was... Outside of the politics stuff, what other social things? I mean, I don't know what else, dog. I saw Contavious, this is social and sports related. Contavious Caldwell Pope has got to do a house arrest. or He's serving like 30 days in jail or something like that. But he also gets to come and play for the Lakers. The escorts that he's (laughs) During each game, yeah. So he he goes to jail. Comes back for the games, plays, gets paid, and then goes back to jail. Lakers. What did I say? Lakers, man. That's Hollywood life right there. The privilege. Probably the first guy to get Because no, there's no other team that would allow that. There's no way. I feel like it was because of the Lakers. Does he, uh, does he have, like, a, his shoe sponsor, like, on the ankle bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> Purple and gold. <laughs> Ankle bracelet. <laughs> I mean, does he have to wear it? Because, I mean, technically, he, he can't take it off, right? They probably take it off while he's in the, in the game. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. And they, they're not going to make him play with that <laughs> Hey, They got to watch him, though, so he can get real slippery and disappear at uh, halftime. <laughs> Just Don't let him hit a buzzer beater That's under crazy. the locker what happened? <laughs> So what happened with his situation? I mean, it still is going on currently. Like, he, he's playing. Why? And, like, why, why did it happen? Like, what? Uh, he like violated his probation from like a, two summers ago or some old bullshit, and like has, like has to serve it now. That's so weird. I feel like the the punishment has to fit the crime. If he's if he's making millions of dollars, what's the point in even slapping him on the wrist? Like I don't even understand. Like when you guys find like if they cuss in like halftime interviews, like oh that's that's ten thousand dollars. It's like. So it's like yeah. really like that's what you're gonna do to him. I was like, why don't you like, I don't know, get rid of his one of his endorsements or something like that, and then he'd be like, all right, all right, all right, I won't say it again. I don't understand that. I just I don't get the, I don't get the point in this meaningless. That's like with your how we were talking about uh earlier with the kids. We're at like uh we're at Target, where it was just like a weird way of talking to your your kid. Yeah, that kind of thing where it's just like, if you're gonna be talking to your kid, make it make sense. Like, there's like, if you're gonna slap your kid, make sure they understand what they just got slapped for. If it's just like, wow, and he's just like trying to figure it out, like, gotcha. just living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the punishment fits the crime. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, just, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, like at this point, like it's. Uh, is the court trying to send a message be like, hey, even NBA players will have to do their time because it's not working because like, <laughs> yeah. I'm still getting paid. Like, what, what is the point of... They're basically teaching kids that they can do whatever the fuck they want as long as they can shoot a basketball. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the lawyer somehow was able to uh, prove that if he wasn't able to continue work, like playing, they proved the records that if he wasn't able to continue playing the season, that it would be a huge financial loss. And it would be a, a problem with his financial situation. Just so like to. every other criminal, though, what what makes him special? Anyone who goes to prison fucks their financial situation. 
the lawyers. Because in court of law, you can prove that. So he has some good lawyers. No, no, no. What I'm saying, it doesn't take a lawyer to prove that. I can prove that that's going to fuck anyone's financial situation. If you take someone out of their working environment, they can't make a living. Like, that That fucks everybody. So he, he violated probation. I don't know the exact facts. But say he did he well, violate... I mean, the, the, the details are, are irrelevant. I mean, the fact of the matter is that anyone, most other people in that situation who violated probation were probably looking at some kind of time, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that he gets off for whatever reason, maybe it is his, like, you know, his stardom or whatever. It's not, it's, it's real. okay, first of all, in the court of law, like, it, if you have the money and the lawyers, you can get away with stuff like that. That's why I said his lawyers were very good at probably being able to prove something in order to allow him to do that, is what I'm saying. Because in court of law, like, it has nothing to do about justice. It has to do about the money. I think you're on the right track the first time. I think he's got a lot more to do with the Lakers than it does what's going on with him I, I feel like the lawyers pretty much probably had to hook him up with that situation. I don't know. I think... Because no court, no uh, government-funded lawyer is doing that for him. He probably would have got jail time for sure. Maybe they're like... I don't know. He's like sweet-talking like the judge or... You know, yeah, at the time or whatever it was like, season tickets you know, maybe, uh, you know, if he's, if it's 23 hour lockdown, he has an hour in the, in the play. Why don't that hour just be the game and then he can just get transported back. And it's just like, if he's going to be doing exercise, might as well just be for psych. For I'll allow it. And it's just like, all right, whatever. As long as I get to keep getting my check and I don't violate my uh, NBA contract. Weird. I guess it all depends on how major or minor the violation was too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so he was caught operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Uh, a DUI. Last March. I. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. What was that? Was the violation? Yeah, that was, Why was the that violation last May. So what, what did he get? What was he in trouble for initially? Did he tell you? No, it says the probation violation stems from that incident. So, yeah, he probably got in trouble with alcohol involved or something else. And that's pretty serious one, though. DUIs, like, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, but why would you let him keep playing? I, that's my whole point. I mean, I think there's got to be some kind of punishment. I'm telling you, the court of law, man, if you're the right lawyers, <clears throat> you can get, you can swindle your way around things. Loopholes, that's all the. Judicious system is all about the court system. So there's mandatory alcohol and drug testing as part of his probation, and so he violated that. Ooh, okay. hot. Makes sense. Makes sense. But there, I know there is a law where, like, you if you prove something with your financial situation, they can't, you know, take that away. You have to be able to prove certain things, and it's the court of law, man. There's Which so is many dumb. Rules. I don't know how true that is, though. I know for a fact that if you sh- you show something with like financial situations that they would like the like it takes away from a lot of you like your home and whatever mm-hmm. that you can like you get leeways in certain things. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happened with Zeke earlier this season. That's what, exactly what they were fighting for. They were saying exactly that, and that's why the judges kept postponing his mm. suspension with the league. Yeah, and then it just has to keep going up to higher courts, and then. Eventually, if some judge is like, nah, fuck that, he's got to serve his time, mm-hmm. then he actually has to fulfill yeah. that suspension. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, when people understand the court system, like, it's so, I wouldn't say it's corrupt. It's just so, it's... L- lopsided? It's not lopsided. It's very 
if you have, let me just say, if you have money, you are in a great situation when it comes to the court. There's a lot of, there's a lot of loopholes. The game is all about. That's what lawyers. That's what lawyers do. They argue different things. Right. They argue different situations. They debate them. They switch things around, and that's how you're able to get away with certain things. And there's so it's all loopholes. But, but you don't have that. You're going to get that time. You're going to get that jail. That's what the whole bail thing is. It's just a whole, not a corrupt system, but it's it's played by the rich, or it's right. played by the wealthy. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's lopsided because in a judicial system, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. fair, fair, and just. Yep, yeah, but, but it's not. But yeah, that's that. We'll take another hour if we get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did want to talk about one thing with social that I noticed this past mm. year. I don't want, I want to know your thoughts. Everyone, give me your thoughts. Um, it's with, it's with appropriation. Okay. One thing I've noticed a lot this past year is how I don't know if you guys ever noticed people take black culture's illiteracy and use them as a trendy term. That makes sense to you? You have to explain like that slang. A little bit more. It's not really slang. So I guess it's slang. So when like black people use words like both mm-hmm. and use words like or like recent 21 Savage like it's a it's a knife, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not is a, but it, he, he said it like I-S-S-A and now he brands it because people take towards it. Mm-hmm. But that's illiterate. Right. There's a lot of like black people that aren't you know learning all the fully so they're using these terms that are uneducated and they're taking them like they're cool what Mm. is your take on that have you guys noticed that there was something else similar i remember as we were graduating high school when texting became like fucking everything like the main mode of communication like amongst young people anyway like they were worried that people were going to become illiterate because of all the shortcuts and shit you use when texting like Mm -hmm. you know all the all the shorthand stuff and it's true and they called that shit because I receive emails from people at work, like, similar in age to me, and they'll do shit like that. Like, THX, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. like, just dumb little shit like that that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, I guess. But, like, in a professional setting, it is, it does kind of look... Unprofessional. I don't know. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just weird. So, I, I mean, I could see how, how that would happen. I, I don't know. I just noticed that this year was, like, a big year where... People are like taking that and like just using them as they're cool. But I see them as like, you realize that's just black people being not being smart and they're just, you know, taking that. Like, it's almost like they're making, not, they're not making fun of it because they don't know, they don't realize that it's not really like, oh, they're being cool because they're using that trendy word. It's not, it's really because they just don't know yeah. the actual words, you know? No, I don't know. I know, I know he knows the words. It's, no, uh, <laughs> but no, I think, but that's how I think, he talks. I think it has a lot more to do with like okay how they choose to speak. Obviously, the word finna, people still say like that's dumb. Like why are you saying finna? Mm-hmm. That's the same as Issa. Uh, but people somehow run with Issa and they don't say finna. Finna, I think, is very like. That's a regional thing in America. Just like hella is a regional thing in America. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, a lot of black people use finna. Yeah, a lot of black people use hella too, but it depends on where they came up. Like that's just not. I don't know. I think we're getting into 
other but stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but do you see what I'm saying? That they, 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 why would people run with Issa? Like, you guys would agree that a lot of people ran with that this year. Issa. It was everywhere on social media. They used it as their own thing. Mm-hmm. How come Finna never, never did? Because there wasn't hashtags back then. Okay. Because Issa, it's like, I, growing up in high school, I never, like, Issa, Issa this, Issa that. Like, I've never, I've never used, I've used Finna. I've, yeah. I've used, uh, I've heard people say Fitsta. I'm Fitsta <laughs> Yeah, I'm Fitsta, Fitsta, Fitsta. But, so but do you like, see how other people outside of the black race, do you, when they start using that stuff, they do you not take any, toward, do you guys see that at all? Like, did it, like, did Issa, like, blow up before 21, up, like, uh-uh. officially made, like, started, like, mm-hmm. they just, like. He was just a famous person at the time, and he said that on the lads interview. It was like, mm-hmm. it's a knife. It's a knife. And people just started saying it. And it's just like, now it's just, you know, it was everywhere. And it's just like, did people realize that? It's, I, f- I kind of see it like you're making fun of black people, kind of. But they don't realize it, and I get it. Yeah, I think I think they're just sheep. That's all it is. It's like, it's just they're, they're following whatever is getting put in front of them. So I can't really blame them. Like, I don't think they're like... Oh, he's being stupid. Let's yeah, make yeah. fun of him. I don't think it's like intentional. Um, but maybe you say like on a subconscious level, maybe it's like that's what they gravitate towards when it's just like, oh, this is like just the so right slang. amount of stupid. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start messing <laughs> with it. But I, I mean, it just bugs me when I see other people do it. Like there's so many other things with like faux or like they just say other things. It's just like I just realized this year it kind of bugs me. Like when I see someone else say it, it's like really. What, what about it bothers you though? They're like, why are you saying that? Why can't they say it, though? I think you're stereotyping yeah. people into something that you wouldn't want someone stereotyping you into. Like, how do you know that they don't use that in their everyday speech? Like, why do you automatically assume that that's reserved for certain people to say? Because you kind of say it as, like, the in the fun moments or the, like, the you know? Like, just, just like, like the... It's just, I don't know. Like a ting, like... Drake. That's like true. Jamaicans, whole... I know they were mad about that. When yeah. other people started saying ting. Yeah, but Drake doesn't say ting. He didn't have a Jamaican accent. He didn't have this this patois, like Canadian. Patois. Patois, sorry. <laughs> no, they did. Canadians was, have patois. Padwan, you can't though, lose like, that word in Star Wars. <laughs> no, pat, pat, patois. They, Jamaicans, it's very influenced in that culture. That's why. Right, I know, but he's yeah. not. Like, when he was in the middle of interviews and stuff, and all of a sudden, he just, it turns it on like a light switch, and it was just like, you were talking more proper than most in hip-hop, and all of a sudden, now that, like, this is this is what I do, this is my ting, and this is I, and I was just like, whoa, where is, where is this coming from? Like, why are you talking like that? You know what's funny? I, I feel like he had to do the American, like, it's like British actors, when they come to America, they have to kind of like, not British, that's Brad, because they love to... Show off their accent. Yeah, I was but people say. people have to like talk Americanized just to see and sound proper because that dialect in Canada is more it's more thuggish when you talk like that. So that maybe when he was in the market, he had to like. That's why know. I kind of believe that he maybe he was talking slang like that back. Then. You know what I'm saying? Like almost like ebonics. Bro, there's an interview. I don't I don't mean to put him on blast, but there's an interview where he literally. Like it was, it was almost so phony that he was just like, "Dude, that's my dude. Like, that's like my nigger." You know what I mean? Like, had the ER on it, and I was just like, "You need to just be natural because you're not playing this well." 
It was just like you couldn't back space. You couldn't fix the typo. I was just like, oh, man. Yikes. Oh, that's just awkward. And I never want to bring that kind of stuff up because I like Drake. But it's just all of that leading up to Ting and then hitting, hearing that accent. I was just that's kind of the Issa thing for me. And just when I hear other people like in Miami saying Ting and I'm like, why? What are you doing it, that it's, for? It's for sure cringy. But I wouldn't, still, I wouldn't reserve certain things for people to say. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing for me to it's, say, like, don't say that. I know, it's not, that's, it's cringy. That's perfect word. It's yeah. cringy. I'm like, like, it's almost like your fate, like, stop, like, stop trying so hard. Yeah. That's how I get when I hear right. it. I so I don't, like, not like it. I don't hate the person for it. It's almost like, ugh, like, stop. That's how I get every time when people say stuff like that. You know, it's like you're trying too hard. Like, chill yeah. out. Like, you're not, you know? That's how I, maybe that's the perfect word. It's cringeworthy, and that happens a lot lately with a lot of like situations like that because other people using it. It's like, oh my god, it's just because they're like trying to fit into that certain crowd. Because like, for example, when we went to Jamaica and they like all wanted us to talk in the Jamaica that accent, they wanted us to be a part of it. It was cringeworthy <laughs> to see everyone else do it. Like, Hell yeah! You really want me to do this oh, right now? Oh yeah, that's like, weird. Who asked you guys to do that? Everyone, all the all the people oh. that will work there say they want you to say um, what is it? Yeah, man. They want you to say yeah, man, and I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, and everyone was saying it like the tourists were saying it all the time. But what was another one? It was like damn. What was the other one? That? It was uh, it's uh, all over Jamaica. People do it on the tour yeah, buses and everything. Res- respect to you guys. <laughs> I couldn't say it. You guys didn't conform. Oh, what's the thing? It's like, oh, everything eerie. One, say eerie. <laughs> they want to say. They want you to say eerie. Irie. They want you to say eerie. Let's say everything eerie. They want you to say these words, and we're like, I get they want to brand Jamaica, but bet you guys didn't say it to them, but you were saying it to each other. No, we did. I really didn't, bro. It you was so cringeworthy. Nothing. Nothing. I couldn't. That's crazy to me. I have, there you, guys, pe- you guys just ain't fun then. Never mind. No, because there's people all around <laughs> us. Guys. People all around us saying, Yaman. Yeah, I was like, that's, oh, stop. Cringeworthy. That's how I feel when I hear other people say those things. Mm-hmm. And it really is like, oh, stop. It's like hearing like your dad like be like, like back in the day, like, what's up, dog? Yeah, it's like that. Be like, give, give me the knife, Dad. Give me the knife. Yeah. Dog, cool. <laughs> and maybe like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I remember that was like cringeworthy to me before, and I, I was know. like, it like, might, it might be because when cool. I was younger, like I got made fun of for talking like that. Like you get <laughs> grammar corrected, but now it's like a cool thing. I'm gonna elaborate a little bit more on yours. The slang words that you use now, would that not have been classified as cringeworthy at a time when What's like you were like, saying like dope? Like the first time you I got made dope. fun. You've been around a few times when I got made fun of for saying dope. Like people made fun of me saying dope. That's what dope. I'm saying. So if you got made fun of for using that, and then you turn around and get mad at somebody for using Issa, isn't that kind of contradicting though? I'm starting to realize that right now. I'm trying to like figure out what you're saying. Like if if obviously dope is just it's like it's kind of like how the word cool is. It's just like it's yeah. just kind of being. But yeah. there was a time where it was like dope is like. That's true. Crack, weed, I see what you're saying. Whatever. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So when you said guess, that was dope, it'd have been like nobody talks like that. You know what I mean? Mm, true. I guess the whole origin of it being authentic is what. There's a thin line of is it authentic or is it not? And if it's not, I kind of can kind of feel like it's cringeworthy. So if it's like trendy, like if it's gonna be here and then gone tomorrow, or not gone or tomorrow, just, but, but if it just started thing. showing up and it's just like, yeah. I don't know. A lot of the authentic things I can tell usually. Like if somebody said turn up, 
right now. It's cringeworthy. That's, yeah, because yeah, it's old. But at the time... But you can tell when someone's... If someone just says it now, you're like, damn, like, stop. Because... <laughs> So y'all not trying to get crunk after this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that that brings it back to the point where Issa, he was saying that, right? And I, I knew a lot of people that say that. Mm-hmm. That was authentic because it was the literacy of you know black people saying it. There's a lot of things like that. It comes origin from people saying this. Right. So that's where I mean like when people are just not saying it. It bugs me when I know the origin of some certain things. Yeah. That's where it bugs me. If I know the origin and I know it's not authentic, it, it's cringeworthy. Let's just say it. It's interesting like to see how your mind works, honestly. like I think that's the most interesting part about this segment right here. I, I don't think I've ever paid attention to anything other than like when... Because I know the feeling you're talking about, but I don't think I've ever thought anything past that. Like When I hear people say some like weird shit that I don't normally hear them say, I'm like, hmm, you say that now? That's kind of weird. And you move on right Yeah, then other than that, my mind is already on the what was <laughs> I just doing before that. Yeah. But I guess I guess I get it. Just bugs me a little bit. The only thing that I have a trouble is just like when. So let's say it's like whoever, like when Twenty One was saying it, just like someone who was hanging out with him was saying it too. Like, where's the line where like that he can start saying it, where mm. it's like. It's not, he's saying it because he's fitting in with the group versus like it's not what naturally would have come out of his mouth. Like it almost it's becomes like a a psychological thing with Yeah, really just like who actually thinks that they're living like that kind of lifestyle. Like that it it is normal for them versus yeah. where it actually did like originate. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's why I'm just saying what I what I started with was the illiteracy. That's why I keep saying that. Because I know a lot of things that start from just us not knowing shit. Like if you're if you just were uneducated, uneducated, you just talk a certain way. That's why I'm saying the origin from it's just like the illiteracy from it. They're just not knowing and they end up talking in their own dialect. And growing up I remember that. Like I didn't get the best education. I remember certain things that people talk and how they talk. And it ended up becoming cool to people that you're smart, man. You've you've had that, you know what I'm saying? So like now you're talking like that, but it really coming from them not being edu- educated. You're educated, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. That's the cringeworthiness. It's like you're educated. Like these people are actually saying that because they really don't know the commas and when to, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't know the adjectives. They don't know like you know that's the illiteracy. So that's why their dialect is like that. That's where plat um. Patois comes from because they remember the guy was talking about mm-hmm. in Jamaica. Patois really is comes from them not knowing English, so it's a mix of French and English and words that are not educated. Mm-hmm. That's where Patois comes from. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's trendy. Ting, right? Iri, right. Yama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's trendy because it's illiterate. So where's the origin coming from? Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. And that happens in Black culture, but Black culture doesn't really have a definite. That's where I'm saying. I got you. That comes that from. Makes sense. And that's no, why it's cringeworthy to me. I think the reason why is because I don't have a correlation with Issa. Like, I'd never heard Issa growing up. But if I heard, you know, like somebody said, I ax this yeah. and I ax that, and mm-hmm. that became a trending a thing. Exactly. turn, then all of a sudden I started seeing like, pro- like proper 
like white guys and bow ties and stuff or whatever talking about like um are you axing to do that exactly. and, it's just and like, people make fun of people who hey, say bro like that's you you directing that towards my culture now like that's weird <laughs> exactly. i get that i i, I can see that that's I, what I, I think mean. it's just cuz it's i just it got because it became so popular it separated it might be itself like a south thing i don't know i don't know where where yeah, i've heard a lot of people say it's before it's just a illiterate thing it has nothing to do with like just certain people that don't get you know they just talk that way and it, it's a certain demographic it's black people in a certain culture that's why but yeah, that's a great example is Axe. People get made fun of for that. Yeah. But if that became the Issa and people start saying that, then that's it's the cringeworthy. Like... That's where it's like, my God. That's what I mean by the cringeworthiness of it. You know? Came full circle. I was against you. And then all of a sudden at the very end, I was just like, uh, you beat it into my head enough. And then now it <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Any final thoughts? Yeah, if uh, MJ's joke about getting crunk is in the bite, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, man. Childhood memories. We'll give you some more story times another day. But dang. Illiteracy comes down to the play with the whole education and teachers having the right teachers and everything like that. So that's the word of the day for me this podcast yeah big shout out to teachers if you're a teacher and you're listening to this <laughs> for real you could change somebody's life tomorrow or the next school day <laughs> with just like calling out something small or big and just kind of showing them that one-on-one individual attention yeah you got 20 kids you can actually change all 20 if you really talk to them yeah it's really effective sorry you don't get paid more yeah that's very true a little private school <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag get happy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the comment thought. If you got any questions, we can answer them. Hashtag tweet and hashtag comment thought. This is your host Yada. To my right, I have Danny. To his right, we have MGZ14, Xbox Live Gamer Tag, circa 2006, maybe. <laughs> Satan's rolling that ass. To his right, we have... Uh, Benny Boy, leader of the Boy Brigade. This was fun, man. Appreciate you. Hashtag happy thoughts. <laughs>